And eventually, when I was just kind of thinking about how can I make the San Antonio site, my my dog site here, sustainable, um, I just had kind of that epiphany moment of like, okay, branching off into other cities, but where other people are the ones managing those city sites. Um, so yes, spreading our reach, but not spreading myself too thin at the same time. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I'm sharing a conversation with Amy Lynn, the founder of The Dog Guide San Antonio. She told me how she got the inspiration to start an online resource of dog-friendly activities, places, and things in her city. This guide, through the website and social media, has grown to include dog-obsessed events, fundraisers, and even other cities. Amy talks about some of the different mutually beneficial ways that she works with local businesses and organizations. For her site's third anniversary earlier this year, Amy hosted 30K for Canines, a community pet food drive. The fundraiser not only hit the goal of raising 30,000 pounds of pet food, they actually doubled it. She raised 60,000 pounds of pet food. I thought this would be the perfect interview to share with you this week while we celebrate Thanksgiving in the U.S. and Small Business Saturday this weekend. Speaking of Small Business Saturday, if you want to learn some new skills to grow your own pet business, I am doing a special BOGO sale in Wear Wag Repeat Labs this Friday through Monday. Get all the details at wherewagrepeat.com slash BOGO. With over a decade in the world of blogging, Amy Lynn started what is now the Dog Guide San Antonio in 2018 after becoming a dog mom herself. Now she's on a mission to create a network of hyper-local websites for dog lovers across the U.S. with the Dog Guide. A single mom of four, Amy is also a writer and an avid road trip lover and dog mom to Terry and her new puppy, Texas. Hey, Amy. Hey, Tori. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here because we have been friends on the internet for a while, but never really talked face to face like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I've been following what you do for a while and uh, it's always been an inspiration and excited to be here to maybe share some good things with your listeners here today too. Yeah. You do so much. Um, Some of the things I love about your account and your website and everything is like the focus on local businesses, you know, with it being hyper-local, obviously you're going to be going to local businesses, but you also do a lot of charity stuff as well. And we'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, but maybe first, if you could just kind of tell us how, how you became a dog blogger. We were before I hit record <laughs> kind of said that you were the unlikely dog blogger. Um, and maybe you can explain why that was. Yes. Yeah. So I became a blogger back in 2009 with my original blog, which is still around maker mama. Um, 
But when I became a dog mom uh, back in the fall of 2017, um, I, I grew up with a dog, like I was explaining to you earlier, um, but I had never had a dog of my own as an adult. I'd had cats before, um, but not a dog. And uh, looking online and, and in my community on what kind of things there were to do with your dog in San Antonio, um, I realized there are a lot of great organizations and um, events and local people with Instagram accounts for their dogs, but there was no go-to resource um, for dog owners in town. And with my background in web and social, I decided to try my hand at creating that. Um, and uh, I didn't have a big plan in place. I didn't have a master plan. I just knew I was excited and saw an opportunity and went for it. And um, people responded well to it. Um, I launched it um, during uh, the kickoff of Fiesta, which is a big, like, almost a month-long celebration citywide here in San Antonio. And um, and the pieces just kind of came together um, with the network and community I already had here. Um, you know, just bringing them into the fold of that with Dog Friendly San Antonio was the original name. We've rebranded to the Dog Guide San Antonio. Um, so, yeah, uh, originally it was just me blogging and, and doing all the social media stuff and soon found that if I wanted to be able to maintain it and do what I really wanted to do with it, uh, it wasn't going to be able to be just me. So I started bringing on contributors and I have a contributor team now and um, we've been growing. So yeah, it's been exciting. So when you first started this, did you realize that it would become what it is now? Did you have a grand vision or did it kind of organically happen? No, it really organically happened. Um, I, uh, I didn't have like a master vision, although I've had the vision for what it's becoming now for a couple years now. Um, I, um, have been a longtime contributor for uh, another local site called Alamo City Moms Blog. They're a part of the City Moms Collective, which is like a national site uh, network of hyperlocal mom sites. So I had kind of seen um, asthma and my experience as a contributor for that site. I kind of saw some of the like inner workings of how that worked. And eventually when I was just kind of thinking about how can I make uh the San Antonio site, my my dog site here are sustainable. Um, I just had kind of that epiphany moment of like, okay, branching off into other cities, but where other people are the ones managing those city sites. Um, so yes, spreading our reach, but not spreading myself too thin at the same time. So that seed uh, was literally planted while driving home from West Texas on a road trip with my kids listening to how I built this. <laughs> so <laughs> we just felt inspired and excited. And that has just been kind of germinating for the past couple years. And it was about this time last year when I really started to take steps to start making that happen. So it's really exciting. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting in talking to almost 200 <laughs> women <laughs> in the pet industry for this show. There's people who have you know, a dog groomer and they grew to like five or six locations, mm -hmm. um, or a, a pet supply store or something like that. But growing your website to different locations, isn't really something that we often think about. Yes. It's a very different 
uh, puzzle to work out, right? Um, and it, it takes a lot of creative thinking and thinking outside of the box. And um, there aren't a lot of resources for like, here's how to, uh, I, I, some people, you know, think, oh, is it like a franchise? And no, it's not quite a franchise. Um, yeah, it's not just like a brick and mortar store or, you know, a service or, you know, a product physical based thing that you can like replicate and, um, build in other cities, but that also makes it a little easier to do. There isn't as much overhead to start, uh, up in another city. It's, it's really finding the right person in that next city to take that role on, um, and build that trust with them. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and looking at your, um, so you have two cities up now you have San Antonio, mm-hmm. which is like your flagship, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and, and Bend, Oregon. Yes. And so I was looking at the two different sites before this interview and what's kind of cool. It made me kind of think of that analogy between the different like brick and mortar stores mm-hmm. is that you do see, you have a formula, you have a layout, they mm-hmm. have like the same layout. Yes. Um, so it looks familiar. The logos just like a different color for the different mm-hmm. cities. So are you able to, um, do repurpose content across the two? Um, or is everything unique for the two different cities? So right now everything's unique. Um, I'm uh, a bit of an SEO geek. So having like duplicate content on both sites would really compete with each other. Um, But we're definitely all about like sharing each other's content on social to kind of spread the love. Um, But yeah, I've really tried to, um, you know, just kind of model what both of the sites look like kind of a template. It's not as neat and packaged of a template since it's been mainly me working on the websites and we'll get there eventually, but yeah. <laughs> it looks really good. Don't, Thank you. don't be hard on yourself. Oh, it no. looks awesome. Yes. I, I really <laughs> love the way it looks. Uh, it's just getting it to look that way. It's not like quite as packaged as I would like it to be yet. And, and then I'll get there. A lot of it is just, you know, getting to that point where we have the funding to hire that developer to make it, you know, just like, here's the cookie cutter. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little, it's, it's multiple cookie cutters right now, but yeah, yeah, it's going well. Well, okay. So speaking of, of funding and everything, Mm -hmm. um, you do have a lot of relationships with local businesses and you, Mm -hmm. you do different things. It looks like you, um, you know, do some ads and sponsorships. And you also have something called the paw pass. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about those different things and how you work with local businesses to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I started the site here in San Antonio, a lot of it was just like, let's see if, you know, the sticks on the wall and it did. And okay, well now I need to really make it sustain itself. So I'm working with local businesses to provide like mutual marketing benefits, right? So advertising for them um, uh, is a big way that we do that. So social media campaigns, giveaways, um, featuring them on the site, um, advertising on our site as well. Um, and then getting more creative with things like the paw pass. So the paw pass is something that we launched this past summer. Um, and that came on the heels of our rebranding and our big pet food drive that we did this past spring. So the paw pass is basically a discount card. So we reached out with local businesses, 
um, a number of them that we had relationships with already and some new ones that we didn't have partnerships with. Um, and we created kind of packages that they could opt into um, to become a Paul Pass partner. And we work out uh, a special discount that they offer for their goods or services. And then um, a portion of each of the Paw Passes that we sell um, benefits a local um, pet food program called Daisy Cares. And, um, and then our readers who go and buy the paw pass can take the paw pass to each of those locations and get that special discount. Um, so yeah, that's been a fun project to work on. Definitely lots of like logistical things to work out and how to make it run smoothly and, um, and, and help improve the lives of both our readers and and buying the pass and using it. And, and uh, our local business partners, we, you know, want to help bring them um, more reach in their audiences and, you know, ideally paws and footprints in the store too. So, well, and it's probably a, a great way to raise awareness about your site. Um, mm-hmm. And not only are people benefiting on both ends from the paw pass, but hopefully going to your website and and there's tons of resources to yes. improve their lives there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We haven't, um, we right now I'm, I'm in the midst of, um, you know, learning from you, Tori on the print on demand stuff. And we're looking into some of that for ourselves now, but we haven't historically had a, a lot of ways that our um, readers could like monetarily support us. So the paw pass is one of those ways to help us in continuing to provide this resource and be that resource. Um, Before that, we had a Fiesta medal that we sold. um, But when Fiesta was canceled the year that we got the medal, that was a little challenging. So, um, but yeah, finding creative ways to um, both sustain ourselves as a business, but also to engage with our community online and offline is a big part of my goals with all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, it's just a fun experiment, right? Cause mm-hmm. you have no idea how many people are going to buy the pop. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a good, like, proof of concept to see, you know, are are people interested? Are they doing this? And then, you know, based on the reaction, you can decide if you want to do print on demand or other things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right now the paw pass, we have it set up so that uh, readers could use it for an entire year. Um, I've seen similar things where people do it for a season or a quarter or I don't think that I've seen anybody doing it indefinitely, but um, it's been definitely interesting navigating how to work it out both on the sponsor end and how do we uh, work it out on the the end user for our readers as well. So, yeah. Well, something that you mentioned um, when you first started talking about this was the um, pet food drive that you yes. did. Yeah. So 30K for canines. Yes. Um, tell us all about that. It was a huge success. Yes. Yeah. So um, we did 30K for canines this past spring um, in lieu of an anniversary party for our third anniversary. Um, So we turned three in April um, this past year. And um, we, for our first birthday, we did a big in-person birthday party and it was a lot of fun. And we had planned to do that again for our second birthday, but the pandemic hit, right? And so everything got canceled 
and no um, pot polities. <laughs> no, because parties. that was yeah. my whole social life before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was definitely um, a bummer. And in 2020, I pivoted and did uh, a not a very well planned out of pet food fundraiser, but it was all online. So, you know, I, I, everybody was pivoting, you know, in 2020, right. Especially when it first hit. So, um, I think I did like a week long online, um, pet food fundraiser. So for the same organization, Daisy cares, um, they provide pet food and veterinary care for pets in need through our local San Antonio food bank. Um, so I'd done a small like fundraiser with them the year before. They have a pretty easy interface where anybody can just go and set up their own fundraiser to do that. So I did that, saw some traction there. And then fast forward to 2021, spring turning three. I knew I wanted to do something, but vaccines were still rolling out. So it was still pretty precarious to... Um, you know, as a business, be hosting in-person events. So, um, but really wanted to do something that would engage people with getting out into the community still. Um, but uh, so the wheels started turning and somewhere it clicked to, to do kind of like a hybrid event. So um, 30K for Canines was born. Um, my uh, friend uh, and PR person who I hired for this actually helped coin that phrase. We were trying to think of something witty and we went through like a whole like round of just listing whatever crazy ideas came to mind. So 30K for Canines, um, we had set the goal to raise 30,000 pounds of pet food. Um that's a lot. Yes, it is. It is. At least. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not really sure. I can't like visualize. I know. Visualize 30, like a big pounds. pile of 30,000 pounds of pet food. I don't know what that looks like either. But um, Daisy Cares um, has uh, is able to calculate like one with one dollar, they can get 10 pounds mm-hmm. of pet food. So that's a pretty easy formula when you're talking about just fundraising, but we added in the, um, like the physical donation component as well. So I partnered with, I think it was five local businesses and organizations that we had relationships with, um, and talked to Daisy Cares to say, Hey, we want to do this. Can we organize a pet food, uh, fundraiser food drive? Um, but if, can we do it at different locations for 30 days? And, you know, figuring out the logistics, you know, could they handle that on their end? Yes, they could. We are good to go. So we just, you know, put everything into place and then, you know, did plenty of marketing. Um, and my PR person was able to reach out to their network to help get it on the news and just get some really great coverage. So we had a lot of people going both in person to drop off food donations and then people donating online as well. So, Um, with both the online and and in-person donations, we were able to actually raise over 60,000 pounds of pet food, which is really awesome and really exciting. And we totally did one of those giant check presentations. Yes, of course. (laughs) Food bank uh, for that. So that was uh, definitely like a highlight. And I was really proud uh, to be able to facilitate that and grateful to the community for coming together and supporting us in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it just took, you know, thinking outside of the box of how can we work around these parameters 
um, but still make an impact. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. were the in-store locations, were they all like pet supply stores or all different kinds of stores? Actually, they weren't. Um, so I was looking back at what uh, we were doing. Um, uh, I was trying to find, I had like a certain window of time to get this all planned out. I was trying to find what are some places that I have like really great relationships with that they would just be an absolute. Yeah. So we had um, like a local like gift shop and boutique, Felice Modern, my co-working space. I have an office there now, but they were a hub. What a good um, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a local car dealership, a local uh, Subaru dealership, North Park Subaru. They're Subaru is super dog friendly. And um, so they were a great fit. And that was actually a new uh, relationship we built that started with that food drive. So they were gung ho about partnering up with that. And then we had a coffee shop and then a local restaurant that was dog friendly. So actually for this one, we didn't have any dog specific businesses. We could have, we just bandwidth and like scheduling logistics. Um, no, but yeah. those all sound like yeah. great places. Yeah. Places mm-hmm. that people are frequenting, um, places that were on board with the mission and, and some of them even offer discounts for donors, um, when they would bring in pet food for donations. So yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned that it was 30 days. Did you find mm-hmm. that that was a good length of time, like perfect time? Yeah, I think so. It, um, we, it gave us definitely more time to, um, market it for sure. Like during that, um, looking back, I would have changed how I set up our Facebook event for it. Um, Facebook, when you have recurring events, it lets you basically create, you know, if you have a weekly event on Tuesdays, it'll show it every right. Tuesday, but it, it, it was kind of hard since this was like an online offline event, um, so I would have done that a little bit differently, how we set I feel it like up. Facebook events have gotten really confusing because I just recently was trying to set up a Facebook event for like an online webinar and I set it up. Facebook was like, is this a class? And I was like, well, it is. <laughs> uh, and so I set it up as a class. And then as soon as it was set up, I was like, I don't think I like this. <laughs> delete, reset that up. Um, yeah, Facebook or, I mean, we're still calling it Facebook, right? Uh, I think think that Facebook is is still Facebook, but Meta is the, oh, it's that parent company. That's a whole nother, a whole (laughs) other episode. (laughs) I'd I'd love people's perspectives in the pet industry on like how they see that impacting, um, pet businesses moving forward if they see it at all. I don't know, but like, like you mean like virtual living in a virtual world? Yeah. That's, that doesn't like correlate as well with, with your dogs. That's... Yeah. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg has a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to check that down. Um, but yeah, so 30 days, I think was a good run. Um, uh, and then having time, especially when working with a PR person, PR is very different than just like social media marketing. It's much more traditional marketing. Um, and a lot of those people, uh, need a little more lead time when you're planning something like this. So, um, but yeah, 30 days is good. I definitely would not have gone past that. Uh, looking forward to our fourth anniversary, we might shorten that a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I I think it's always interesting. I was part of a, um, local fundraiser for one of our bigger animal rescues this year. And it was like 
all summer. It, it started in June and it went through the end of September. Wow. And I think it was way too long. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it just becomes keeping people's attention, right? Yeah. Well, um, and with ours, it was all monetary donations and mm-hmm. like your friends and family, they're only going to donate the one, like the one time probably yeah. they're not going to repeat yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, but I think having the physical places where people could see the barrels for Daisy Cares and the signage we had, um, and to get a discount on coffee when they were donating, you know, that it gives them a reason to come back um, again and again. But yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The whole very awesome. Really long. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see um, what you end up doing next year. We'll all have to follow along. For that, I'm sure you'll do many exciting things between now and then, um, including taking care of your new puppy. So yes, yeah. <laughs> tell us about your new puppy, Texas, yes. um, and how it's a boy, right? Yes, it's a boy, yeah. and how he gets along with your other dog, Terry. Yeah, um, Texas is great. He's a little Chihuahua pug mix, so a chug. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with that. Uh, shortened name. My other dog, Terry, she's a Chihuahua miniature pincher mix. So um, uh, they look like yin and yang. Terry is dark colored and Texas is like a light brown and, um, and they get along really well. Um, Texas, I met him actually at our downtown dog market that we've been hosting this fall once a month. Um, there was a local, uh, pet rescue organization that was there and had brought him. His name was actually Colt when I met him. So he changed his name. Um, but he's, he's adorable. He's fun and definitely has that puppy energy. Um, it's been, you know, retraining myself as we've been training him. Um, and Terry has done great. Terry, um, my dog, uh, she's about four years now and, um, um, she's not always great when we go out in public around other dogs. So she's, uh, there are, have dogs, our family members with dogs that she gets along great with. So I figured if we do it right, I think they'll be able to get along. And, and they have, there was definitely a little bit of like, who is this dog in my house and a little bit of resource guarding at first, but we've been able to separate, you know, their food and water and, and they just play away, um, and are definitely pooped at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's good. Well, it sounds like they're a perfect match. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And are you, um, I know, I know that we, you're the reluctant dog blogger is what I'm calling you. <laughs> so are, are you, the, are you a dog mom who takes a million photos of your dogs and does all kinds of things with them? I, so I take a lot of photos of my dogs at home for myself. Like I don't, I am not the person. I think that's a big, another reason why I, uh, created the dog guide San Antonio as a resource. It's not about me. My other website maker mama and my social media for that is very much about me and my life and the things I like to do. And, um, just doing that in a whole nother way just felt really, um, like too much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a lot of energy to put yourself out there, you know, for the public, 
so much. And, um, well, and if you're like the face of maker mama mm-hmm. and the face of the dog guide, it's almost like two different characters. You'd be Yeah. Playing. Yeah. That too. So people at maker mama definitely know that I founded the dog guide and the dog guide San Antonio, but it's not about me. It's about other people and their dogs and what you can do in our city. So, um, I definitely owe a huge thanks to my team. Um, I've, learned how to delegate more and I have an editor and our social media, um, person who helps handle a lot of that. I still have my, my paws and a lot of it, um, to oversee, especially with our partnerships. Um, and then we have a team of contributing writers who submit articles every month, which, um, is makes it sustainable for me to continue to do this and focus on, you know, we launched the Bend Oregon site this past fall. So I'm able to focus on helping Ellie. Shout out to Ellie. She's amazing. She's the one who is the official founder of the Dog Guide Bend up there. And uh, it's been incredible to work with her. And so I get to coach her on doing that. And then we'll be looking at what our next city site is going to be in the near future. So, yeah. Well, I think it's really cool. It's just, um, it goes to show like there's, there's so many options, you know, if someone out there wants to be a a blogger or or work virtually, so you can hang out with your dog all the time. Mm -hmm. There's so many options. You don't always have to be the face of everything and, um, you know, out there making a million videos and all that kind of stuff necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely am in a place where I kind of feel like I want to do a little bit more of that now so that, um, for a long time, I really didn't put like any pictures of me on the account and there still aren't very many, but I do share a little bit more about me and it's a little more visible on the website now. Um, uh, I think that helps build that connection with your community for sure. If they know who you are and the person behind what they're supporting. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Amy, it's, it's been so awesome hearing about everything that you're doing and tell everyone where they can find the dog guide. Sure. You can go to the dog um, We're still working on launching the full blown site, but there's the landing page there for you. And then, um, you can find us at our San Antonio and our bend Oregon sites as well. The dog guide, San Antonio, the dog guide bend, all over social, um, official dog guide is our Instagram handle for the dog guide and dog friendly essay for our San Antonio site. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being in the show and, and sharing all your great tips with us. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.